I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Joined by Noah Waterman now. What was the appeal to BYU and you decided you want to make a change from Detroit Mercy? Definitely the main thing that appealed to me was like coaching staff, Coach Pope, great guy, phenomenal coach. Um, the play style, it really fits my play style. I, I like shooting a lot of threes, and mm -hmm. BYU is known for that. <laughs> Yo. And I just had to make a change from Detroit. Detroit just wasn't really a, a great fit for me, so I was just trying to make a, a a step up to help my professional career mm -hmm. and, and in the future. Well, I think uh, just from a, a roster perspective, the fit is a really interesting one because there's nobody quite like you on this roster who can step out and shoot the three and stretch the floor. How much did that play into your decision where you looked at here and said, hey, there, there's a defined role for me and I can excel in that role? Yeah, it was definitely a big thing for why I committed here in the first place because they told me like they haven't had like a lot of stretch fours here no. and it's like it's really rare and I have a big opportunity here if I came here yeah I definitely went into to that I think I read this somewhere correct me if I'm wrong you're one of nine kids I am what was that like I mean I, here in Utah families do have a lot of kids so I think some people can uh, relate to that but nine kids is a lot what was growing up with so many siblings. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a party every day, really, you know. And I was homeschooled, so it's like I'm with them 24-7. Uh, the dinner table, you better go up first and get your food first or else you're not getting food. So, so. so it was a fight for food, huh? It definitely was. It definitely was. <laughs> That's great. That, where, where do you fit into the mix of, of nine? So I'm the youngest boy. I got a little sister, and then everybody else is older than me. Wow. So you're a, kind of at the tail end there. But yeah. That's awesome. Coming from a big family, that's, that's really cool. I, I think a lot of people... And correct me if I'm wrong, I know you've only been here for a little bit, but I think there is definitely like a family-type feel here at BYU. Have you felt that so far? No, yeah, there definitely is. That's another reason that I picked this place, because when I came here on my visit, that's one thing I told Coach Pope. He was like, what are you thinking? What do you, what do you like about it? I'm like, it's really a family here. Like, everybody's got your back. They, the fans love BYU, and it's just a good spot, you know? What was the, what was the visit like? What, what did they show you, and 
and just maybe take us behind the scenes on, on a visit to BYU. Okay, yeah. So actually, I didn't come for a full visit. I had to leave early. I only came for like half a day <laughs> because it was my sister's birthday the next day. Fair so enough. I had to get back. Totally. You know, family is a big part part of me. Absolutely. Um, but so when I got here, uh, they just showed me the facilities, showed me around, took me out to great restaurants, ate, ate great, went to Coach Pope's house, hung out with his family, hung out, met the team for the mm-hmm. first time and everything. So, uh, yeah, the visit, the visit here was great. Wish I could have came for a full visit, <laughs> but I'm here Well, now, you're here for so. the full experience exactly. now, right? Coach Pope will test your desire to be a gym rat with, with two-a-days and 6 a.m. practices. How, uh, how was that? Um, it was tough for me. So I'm not a morning person. So I like sleeping in until about 10 and then, then I'm awake. <laughs> but I had to wake up at 4.30 every day. 4.30? So 4.30. Yeah, because I, I had the scooter over here. Actually, I don't have a car. So, so in the mornings, <laughs> hop on my scooter, cruise over there, get, around, get here around 5, get treatment. Um, but two, two a days is always rough. But I think uh, it really builds toughness in the team. And it's something like a lot of teams should do if you want to be great. Are you prepared to ride the scooter in the winter of Utah? <sighs> That's a great question. I'm going to have to bundle up, get, <laughs> get layers. But, um, nah, I'm, I'm going to get uh, a car pretty soon. So, Just from, from workouts, what do you think the strength of the team is, is going to be? Definitely shooting. Like, I haven't been on a team where, like, every single person on the team just has a, a great jump shot. It's crazy. Even the walk-ons, like, everybody can just shoot. And then the other advantage to this team is like everybody moves the ball there's not selfish people on the team and I think to to be a great team you really got to be able to move the ball and trust your teammates how do you feel this team will be defensively um defensively we've really emphasized defense this year well since I've been here um I think our defense is going to be really good we got a lot of length with Jax, Fus, Atiki, me you know so we're going to be a big team a big long team that's uh really going to disrupt the the offense of the the other team how was um midnight madness from the perspective of uh, getting a taste of what it'll be like playing in the marriott center and in front of the rock yeah so midnight madness was a great experience so that's my first time being in in like a crowd like that i'm gonna say like a fan base like this (laughs) we have like one of the best fan bases here yep so like it really opened my eyes how much people love byu basketball here so it was just a great experience. I wish I did the dunk competition. Should have, didn't. Would have beat Rudy. Just going to put that out there. But, um, yeah, it was, it was cool. That's great. How do you think it will be playing with guys like Atiki, Foos, maybe even Giddy a little bit? Just, you know, they're, I think there's, they're very good, low post. You're kind of a stretch four. How do you think your guys' games will complement each other? I love playing with Foose and Atiki a lot because you can just throw it up to the rim. They're going to go get it and dunk it. So, like, we've been doing a lot of four or five ball screens, and me and the five have been playing off each other a lot. So I really liked, like that. Foose catches every ball you throw to him. He's got great hands for a big man. Um, so I love playing with him. G is just a great player overall. He always moves without the ball. So he makes makes your life easy, really. When you drive, you know G's going to be cutting. So just always look for him. He's going to get give you the assist, really. A few more things for uh, Noel Waterman here. Um, every player is different. Like you, you, you're never just going to be a clone of any particular player. But there are there any NBA guys that you grew up with or you watch now that you try and emulate stuff from their game into yours? 
Yeah, I mean, my favorite player has always been Kevin Durant. I mean, I feel like every that's a generic answer. Everybody <laughs> says Kevin Durant because he's one of the greatest players. Right. Um, but he's seven foot. I'm seven foot, and and I dribble, I shoot. He does that as well. So that's that's the main person I watch. If I'm gonna be honest. Well, there'll be moments in games where you uh, snatch up a rebound and uh, bring the ball up. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times if I get the rebound, I'm going to push the ball and uh, start the offense and everything like that. So that's pretty exciting. It's going to be fun. There are a lot of different ball handlers on this team. Do you think that'll be a strength where it's not, you know, in in that situation, it's not grab a rebound, hand it to Rudy or whoever, like multiple guys can kind of initiate the offense? Yeah, I think it's an advantage because then we can get out and we want to play fast this year. So depending on who grabs it, one through four, Whoever grabs it, they can push the ball, and then we're going to be able to get up the court quick, get easy buckets, you know. Last thing for you, um, there's a lot of new faces on this team. It, uh, the, the roster turned over quite a bit. I don't know if there's a lot of outside expectation because of the turnover on the roster. What, what do you think internally the expectations are for this year? I think internally our expectations is to get to the championship and, and win make it to the tournament, um, honestly. And I think we really could do that with the squad we have right now. All right, there you go. That's Noah Waterman. I appreciate the time, Noah, and good luck this year. Appreciate you. There you go. That is Noah Waterman, one of the expected transfers to have a large role on this year's BYU basketball team. That's going to do it here on Cougar Sports Saturday. A little recap on BYU and East Carolina, and then a lot of hoops preview, a lot of great interviews from guys who should have key roles on this year's team. So for Mitch Harper, Matt Biamonte, our producer, Dallin Graff, our board op, Dave Meekum, thank you. We'll, uh, we'll join you next week live from Boise, Idaho, for a critical game on the blue turf. We'll see you then. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.